This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Segment number two, Silver and Black Today. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening to us on audio, you can find us everywhere. Yes, we're ubiquitous, I promise, Raider Nation. Just search, just click the link that we put out on our social media. You'll find us. It's easy. If you watch us on YouTube, we have a massively involved audience on YouTube. The chat is always crazy, as you can see right now to the right of your screen as people are talking to Mo and I in the chat. Do that. Subscribe, but also hit the notifications bell so you don't miss when we have a new show. Okay, Mo, we're going to quickly move now to the Cardinals. The Raiders are at home uh, this uh, Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, the Death Star as it is known, and they welcome the Arizona Cardinals. And to talk about that, we bring in our good friend Tyler Vasquez, and Tyler is the co-host of the Kickoff in the Valley podcast. They cover the Cardinals, and so we go down to Phoenix now and we bring him in. Tyler, thanks for joining us, man. It's great to do a little bit of uh, a cross-promotion here of another original Odyssey podcast. How you doing, man? Oh, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. A little warm here in the Valley, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're feeling it as well uh, out there in Vegas for all the fans of Vegas. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I, I lived in the desert for so long and grew to love it, uh, the beauty of it. Uh, but I did not like uh, I didn't like August and I didn't like being in September. And then it would start to cool a little bit. Now, down where you guys are, my daughter went to college there 
it, it stays hot longer because you're in the low desert, so I understand. But uh, but a beautiful place. I love Phoenix, always will, and we certainly appreciate you coming on to join us here. Now, we look at the Cardinals, of course, coming off a week one loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, 44-21, to where they gave up 440 yards of total offense. Going into the season, Tyler, you know, the, the reading about the Cardinals, they had to do something about their defense. They didn't seem to do that much. Longtime Cardinal fans, I see, blame the cheap owners. Uh, they blame the GM, all of those things. But tell us a little bit about, as you guys went into week one, uh, what was the overall impression with the Chiefs? I mean, a tough game to start the season, even though it was at home, even though the Cardinals have lost six in a row at, at State Farm. Uh, what was the thoughts of this team heading into the 2022 season? You know, looking at GM Steve Kime, I think what he tried to achieve this year was let's put all the money in the offense. It's a passing league. We've got one of the most uh, mobile quarterbacks in the NFL that uh, can do things with his legs, can do things with his arm. Uh, you know, it, it was let's give him all the tools so that way we're just going to it's going to be shootouts all day. And so they spent the least amount of money in the NFL on the defense. I mean, there's no other team that spent less than the Arizona Cardinals uh, defensively. So going into the season, I think people knew what to expect. They knew that over the past few years, the Cardinals did draft. Uh, we've I feel like all we do is draft middle linebackers and inside <laughs> linebackers. I, I mean, uh, we've done that for year and years and gave Vance Joseph pieces. And it just became, you know what? No, we're going to be people with the guy we drafted number one. And that's what we're going to do. Well, going into that game against the Chiefs, when you have another high-powered offense, you see that that's not always going to work, especially when your offense isn't clicking uh, on week one. So, yeah, no, the Chiefs uh, blew us out, uh, plain and simple. It was not a game. Mahomes did whatever he wanted to do. And uh, it's funny listening to you guys uh, before, as I was waiting in the, the green room area, um, your concerns about your team is is essentially the same concerns we have, just in different areas, right? You guys are concerned <laughs> about the O-line. We're wondering defensively this week, why didn't the Cardinals bring anybody in? You know, yeah. there's guys out there. They've gotten to that. I'm going to butcher his first name. Sue. Sue is out there all day uh, mm. ready for a job. And it's like, that's kind of what we need on the defense. We need some dogs that are going to come into there and not take any crap. And uh, yeah, it's just, it hasn't happened yet. So, you know, everyone was looking at the, the practice invite list, the tryout list this week. And, the names on it, it was a bunch of wide receivers. So it was like, <laughs> wow, what, what are we doing? So the Cardinals plan basically is to score 55 and give up <laughs> less than 50. I guess that's the plan going in. But yeah. uh, you talked about dogs on defense, and that brings me to one Chandler Jones, who I'm sure you're familiar with and Cardinals fans are familiar with. Now he's with the Raiders. What is the plan there to replace his production in the pass rush or just, just generate a consistent pass rush there? I know the Cardinals drafted – my Jay Sanders and Cameron Thomas in the third round. So what did you see from those guys in the summer? And do you think they can be consistent contributors this season right away? Well, my Jay didn't even suit up on Sunday. So uh, he was inactive and, and healthy inactive. So it, it is mm -hmm. another one of those head scratchers where your second and third round picks, your second round pick, uh, Trey McBride, the tight end, he didn't suit up either. So it is one of those things where we, we're not trying to win with the young guys. Uh, I mean, we are, but not the guys we drafted. It's it's very strange. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm down on my team, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a little brutal right now. Uh, the, the plan for pass rush is simply fresh bodies and a lot of bodies. Uh, just throwing out different guys, bringing them in and, and sending them at, at, you know, at the quarterback. Um, 
I will compliment the Cardinals. This is going to sound weird for not uh, bringing Chandler Jones back. The move that the Cardinals always do is sign those those players. They get on the other side of 30, give them big deals. And um, you look at teams like the Patriots who know when it's when it's time to get away from those guys and bring in the younger talent. So it looks like that's what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, and, and ultimately, to see what you got with the young guys, you got to play them. So that's what they're doing. Um, Dennis Gardeck flying around like crazy on special teams and what he got in on defense last week. He caused a fumble. Uh, the guy looked, looked great. I mean, he's just all hustle, all heart. Is he replacing a Chandler Jones? No. Is a Marcus Golden replacing a Chandler Jones? No. Those guys aren't going to do that. So you're going to have to fabricate that and, and make it happen just by, you know, a lot of blitzes. If you look at the numbers with, with Patrick Mahomes last week, I think we blitzed him 54% of the time. I mean, it was the most he had ever been blitzed. Um, it didn't work. He threw five touchdowns, but um, that that's what you're going to see. They're just going to keep throwing things at defense, hope they get a stop or two, and then just make sure they capitalize on offense, which they didn't do last week. So you got to hope going into this week, that's what you've fixed. The offense hopefully is clicking, and we're not blaming uh, poor practice habits like they did this <laughs> week. Or last week. Yeah, so, we'll talk about, we'll talk, go ahead, Mo. We'll talk about poor practice habits in a minute. Right. So I want to move back to the secondary, specifically the cornerback position. A little bit of uh, tragedy what, what, mixed with what, unfortunate. Mo, go ahead. Mo, what cornerback uh, room? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, go ahead. But I feel like it was a little bit of tragedy and bad luck and then just, you know, injury. Like Okay, so the Cardinals, I looked at their cornerback history of, you know, trying to address the position. They bring in Jeff Gladney. Unfortunately, he passed away in a car accident. Antonio Hamilton, I know he's been a backup for most of his career. He has a cooking accident where he like burns his feet, I believe. And then you you guys trade for well, the college trade for Trayvon Mullen, who we're familiar with. And he he comes over there with the toe injury. Raiders fans were already saying, Oh, he's injury prone, he's not gonna play, blah, blah, blah. He was completely healthy for his first two years, didn't play a lot last year because of his foot toe. So my my question to you is what is your concern level with the cornerback position? Is that at the top of your concerns list for the as far as positions are concerned with the Cardinals right now. Yeah, that's number one. Robert Alford should have gotten a call. I'm I'm sure he's been on Steve Kime's speed dial uh, <laughs> every day, and I just don't understand why he's not playing. Um, obviously, he got hurt last year, but when he was playing at the beginning of the year, he was great. He was probably one of our top corners on the team, and uh, ultimately, you know, you let him walk and was hoping to get him on a hometown discount because we paid him for the past few years and he was hurt. So that didn't happen. It sounded like he wanted more money. So right now, it's a hodgepodge. You got Byron Murphy, right, uh, who you drafted, you know, the first pick of the, the, the second round a couple years back. That's that's a guy that you are uh, you're, you're really counting on to, to make a difference, and he's been good. Uh, Marco Wilson is another guy uh, that you're expecting big things out of, but he has struggled a lot. He was great at the beginning of last year, but once some tape got on him, uh, he's been exposed all day. And, you know, you talk about Trayvon, we heard he's at practice today. It sounds like he might get some run this week. We're hoping. Um, but again, they're not bringing anybody in and it's just like, you don't have anybody. So um, when you talk about Hamilton in the, in the cooking accident, it's just weird because Hamilton was here last year. He played good at times, but, you know, coming out of camp after the Gladney uh, unfortunate situation, um, they th they said Hamilton had earned the second, you know, the second corner job. And it was like, really? I mean, 
on 31 other teams, he probably isn't the second corner. So it's kind of just like you're hyping him up just to give him some confidence. But, uh, you know, and now he's unfortunately sidelined. And so, yeah, you don't have a corner room. And so, yes, that is the, the biggest priority or biggest, biggest concern and priority uh, in my mind. And Derek Carr should have a field day to Devontae Adams all Sunday and, and Waller and everybody else should Renfro. They all should have a good day on Sunday. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. One, before we move on to the offense and get a little bit about that, about that um, one guy I really liked coming out of college, uh, and he's a guy who will tell you how good he is, uh, but he's struggled a little bit there and not been, I think, the player that Arizona expected him to be is Isaiah Simmons. Uh, here's a guy I really like. What's the deal with him? Because uh, I heard in the offseason how good he was from him, uh, and he was very confident, which you like. You like a young guy to be confident. Don't get me wrong. But what's the what's the issue with Isaiah Simmons? Why has he not developed to the type of player that everybody thought he could be? Well, the Cardinals, when they look for scapegoats at some point this season, and they're going to, it's going to happen. <laughs> Somebody is going to lose their job, uh, and I don't think it's going to be the head coach, and I don't think it's going to be the GM. They all both they both got extensions. Uh, what it ultimately comes down to, when you look in the mirror, it, it's why are these players not being developed? You, you're spending high draft capital on these guys, and and nothing's happening. I, I mean, they're they're regressing. They're not. Uh, moving moving forward, they're taking five steps back. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is is one. I think I look at Hassan Reddick 2.0. You're playing him all over the field because you say he's a freak athlete, which he is. But at this level, being a freak athlete only gets you so far. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of freak athletes on the field. And Isaiah Simmons, you're not an exception. So uh, at that point, you know, they've got he was just getting toast by wide receiver after wide receiver last week, I saw a meme and it was Isaiah Simmons day to day. And it was a picture of burnt toast. It was, it was just bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, he needs to be rushing the quarterback. I, I mean, they're just trying to fill gaps and holes and make up for their secondary issues. And, and, you know, you got two potential pro bowl uh, safeties back there um, and you still can't get it figured out. So it, it's just, can we get off the defense? It's just a mess. I mean, I, <laughs> we, we, what do you, uh, we, we can beat the now. defense to death all day, but ultimately the key to this team is going to be the offense. I mean, that, that's all it is. I'll, I'll save you on that one, Ty. Let's move on to the offense and talk about the wide receiver core. Just right now, I, I just feel like maybe this is sour grace for me because I picked up AJ Green in my fantasy league and he did absolutely nothing, and I heard there was no separation from him in that first game. But what what do the Cardinals plan on doing at wide receiver behind Marquise Brown, who obviously has a connection with Kyle, Kyler Murray? What is the update on Rondell Moore? Is he healthy with his hamstring? Is he going to play Sunday? Uh, what like what's going on there at that position? I know they got Zach Ertz there, whatever, but I, I'm interested to see what the young guy is. He gonna is he gonna make a move? Is Greg Dortch gonna be the second option? Who is it? Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah, light the Dorch, baby. Greg Dorch. <laughs> um, you know, offensively, you traded your first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. Uh, the connection with Kyler, their buddies, you're hoping that they they are going to have the synergy that they had in college 
Um, they only connected for, I think, two catches on Sunday, if I remember correctly. And the first one was they only had one in the first half. So, I, I mean, obviously there's only two. So it is what it is. But my, my whole point is um, he's supposed to be your number one while Hopkins is out. And Kyler said it today. He wants He wants to see him get 11 targets a game. Okay, well, you're the quarterback. Make that happen. So it's on his radar. You think it's going to happen this weekend. He's really the guy. But when you go to number two, number three, the other options in this offense, yes, Greg Dortch. I mean, this kid was phenomenal in camp. And every year I feel like there's a guy that stands out. And then when you get to the regular season, it it, it was it was smoking mirrors. It was playing a bunch of guys that don't have jobs, playing second and third stringers, and that's why the guy looked good. Greg Dortch, he gets separation. He catches everything for the most part. I, I mean, this guy, I have never been so hyped about a guy. So if you're looking for a sleeper in your fantasy league or anything, Greg Dortch for the next four or five weeks is going to be the guy uh, offensively that I think you're going to see get a lot of targets. Uh, you mentioned Zach Ertz. I, I know for us – you know, Trey McBride was a high draft pick. Uh, he was the top tight end in the draft. He's one we want to see, but ultimately he did miss a lot of training camp. So he's playing catch up at this point. Right. So eventually you'll see him. But for right now, yeah, it's going to be a, a combo of Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, uh, Greg Dorch. You might see Andy Isabella a little bit. Um, oh, wow. Barely made the team. Uh, he had a great camp. I'll give him that. But ultimately, he he basically made the team because of a lot of injuries. So um, until we get some guys back, I, I mean, it's really going to be kind of that that unit for right now. I, I mean, that you're really not going to see anything else. Yeah. Andy Isabella, one of John Gruden's favorite guys coming out of the combine, as I recall back then. Um, Tyler, we traded him to you. <laughs> yeah, Gruden's gone now. Hopefully the personnel decisions are a little better. Uh, but but I'll tell you, uh, obviously, we talk about the wide receivers, as Mo brought up, and a great question. Uh, but the guy who's throwing it to him, Kyler Murray, we know about the odyssey in the offseason to get his new contract. He gets his new contract. Uh, and, and everybody expects that offense to, to do better moving forward. But talk a little bit about the mindset and kind of the, the how Kyler Murray is doing, how he was through camp and the preseason uh, and where he's at now. Uh, what kind of pressure does he have with that contract? And what are fans kind of feeling down there about where he's at and how he looked in week one? It feels like between Kyler Murray, uh, the GM Steve Kime, and head coach Cliff Kingsbury, there is no pressure. They all got contracts this offseason. <laughs> and it's kind of like, hey, y'all got five, six more years left. So, you know, hey, we'll just, we'll see where we go this year, right? And so for Kyler Murray, I know as a fan base, it's very strange because as a fan base, I think everybody's tired of, of the three headed monster that is, and we see the potential, but it's, it's really weird that they all got these contracts right now, because I think if you would ask most fans, they're all ready to see them, you know, put, make action or get off the pot. Uh, I was trying to use a phrase that I don't think I can use, but um, ultimately that's what they want to see. Now, now Kyler, again, all the skill in the world, but over the last like seven game stretch dating back to last year, he hasn't been good and and the team hasn't been good offensively. And when you're counting on and you loaded up this team with offensive weapons, uh, both at the run game and then also with the, with the wide receiver unit and tight end, you're looking for this team to, to take a step and go back to what they were last year. Remember we started what eight and one, if I remember correctly um, until that, that bad Packers game where AJ green didn't turn around. You notice I didn't mention AJ green at all. That's because he's literally not played for us <laughs> uh, since that green Bay game. Um, yeah. So if you still have him on your team, 
you can definitely drop them though. But uh, yeah, ultimately you want to see Kyler step up as a leader. And over the off season, it feels like he has, it feels like he's, he's, he's commanding the offense a little more. He's talking to guys. He's not throwing as many pouting sessions as he had in pre- previous seasons. Um, but being a realistic fan, he still hasn't shown that he's a leader of men. And that's what mm. you want to see from your quarterback. And uh, ultimately going into Sunday, when we talk about how many and 2 teams have made the playoffs, um, that's staring Kyler Murray and this team right in the face, just like it is the, the Raiders. So Kyler, this is your time to shine. And I feel like every time it's his time to shine, he doesn't come through. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting game on Sunday. Interesting. So we got Detective Vasquez on the case. So I guess those, those whispers about about Kyler not being a leader in the locker room were true because I know there was some discrepancies there back and forth. Of, you know, he's not a leader, and then Kyler kind of refuting those, and then you know he wants his contract, and his agent gets involved, and all of this stuff going on. But just want to ask you, as far as the offense is concerned, the recent struggles. How much of that you think is just not having DeAndre Hopkins on the field? I mean, I, I believe the. Cardinals are three and five without DeAndre Hopkins going back to last year. So he's missed a lot of time. Like how much of that do you think is if once DeAndre comes back, they'll turn it back on? You know, and, and I hate that excuse at this point. Um, just because ultimately, yes, that was their excuse last year when DeAndre got hurt towards the end of the stretch. They're saying, Hey, our offense really moves around DeAndre. Okay. Well, DeAndre's getting a little bit older and his contract's getting a little bit fatter. So at some point, you know, probably next season, you're letting him walk. Um, and I think that's why you made the move to trade for Hollywood Brown. So ultimately, this this offense can't center around DeAndre. He's not who's going to grow with this team, all things considered. So when, when you look at the team as a whole, again, they went and re-signed James Conner. Um, you know, they've got guys that they really like in that offense uh, to help uh, Kyler Murray and help this offense evolve. So, you know, James Conner lit up the the touchdown stat line last year. And uh, this year, he already looked like the same James Conner of last year when he gets the opportunity. It's just him getting the opportunities. So ultimately, Kyler Murray really in this offense have zero excuses. Yes, they have a lot of injuries right now. Um, but it really does come down to him just stepping up, being a leader, putting the team on his back. And I don't think we've ever seen that yet. Um, the only time I think he's been a leader is of a face clan when he plays call of duty. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know where else he's ever been a leader. So uh, I like Kyler Murray. I think he is a top five quarterback when he wants to be. And when things are going good, but unfortunately things don't always go good. So it's how does he recoup when when times are bad? And, and that's what we haven't been able to see yet. When there's adversity, when does Kyler Murray bounce back? When I watch Russell Wilson, typically, other than the other night, uh, deal with <laughs> adversity, a Tom Brady, a, a Josh Allen, a, a Patrick Mahomes, when you see these guys have these situations, they go to the bench, they get on the tablet, they're bringing guys around them. They're talking to them about how do we fix this? Kyler goes to the bench and he sits by himself, doesn't have a tablet in hand, and just is looking around. So right away, that body language is not good. Now, we haven't got to see it much this year. I was at the game Sunday, so I didn't get to watch it back and actually see him on the bench. Um, But that'll be something that I would like to look and see if if that's changed. Tyler, before we let you go, the last question I want to ask you, uh, and I was listening to Kickoff in the Valley. I was listening to your podcast. Great job by, by both of you, by the way. Uh, but I was listening to it and reading about the Cardinals against the Chiefs. And, and the one thing I saw consistently was about 
Cliff Kingsbury and the fact that this team was not prepared for that game. Uh, you mentioned that they said in the press conference that, look, it, you know, sloppy of practice or whatever it was. But how much of this is on the coach? How much of this is these guys just not being ready to play, especially in a big game against a big offense like Kansas City? If I had to pick a fall guy for this team, it would be Cliff Kingsbury. And it's because ultimately, again, you talk about being a leader of men. I think the relationship, and this is just my opinion, uh, I think that the, the relationship between Cliff and Kyler and how it dates back, I almost feel like Kyler runs the show. And I don't think Kyler's done anything to really deserve that yet. And I think if you had a different coach in there that isn't going to let him run ragged, I think it'd be better for Kyler. So ultimately, uh, this is really on Cliff to figure this out and figure it out fast. Um, now, granted, he got an extension, so I don't know. Maybe he's got a way longer leash than it seemed because I don't see uh, Mr. Bidwell paying uh, a guy to sit at home next year. So it, it sounds like Cliff will, will get a pass this year, probably next year at least. So it's one, one of those things where it, to me, it does fall on him, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that means anything. You know what I mean? Like that, his, his, in the press conference the other day, when they asked what was wrong and he said, Oh, we, we need to practice better. Well, Cliff, that kind of starts with and stops with you, right? Like, <laughs> hello. So yeah. I, I mean, uh, to me, that was the worst answer I could ever hear, and and I tore him to shreds for it. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see if it improves. I, they need to win this weekend. No ifs, ands, or buts. Really quick before we let you go, um, I just want being that you just talked about the bad practice habits, and of course, it came out what they put in Kyler Murray's contract and kind of took it out about his study habits. Do you feel like this is an undisciplined team as far as? locking in an accountability between Kyler Murray and this totality of the team and Cliff Kingsbury down. Is there an issue there with discipline? Yeah, I would think so. I, I mean, I, I just, uh, I feel like I'm lighting a torch to my entire team, but <laughs> it, it just, it, until you show me otherwise, I, I mean, what else am I supposed to think? I, it just, the way this team is and how they've responded it just isn't good. I mean, and it wasn't just Cliff that said the practice habits were bad. Hollywood Brown in his press conference said the same thing. So it's like, you got the players saying, it, you got the coach saying it, you know what that says to me at some point, you're going to lose this locker room if you haven't already. And we're only in week two. So it, it gets to a point where Cliff with his five or six years, I, I mean, <laughs> you're in a rock in a hard place as an organization. And I don't know how you get out of it. I, I mean, you can bring in the JJ Watts of the world, but I think this new generation of young player that is on this team that's really who you're trying to build your team around, I don't think they listen to a J.J. Watt. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think they do, but I think it's like, hey, old man, like, we know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Those young 20s, I don't think they really care what the older vet is having to say. It's not the 90s anymore where the old vet has that respect and things are handled a little bit differently. I, I think that's part of their biggest problem. That's what Mo does with me being the older guy on the show. He just kind of, you know, blows me off. You off and... I, I got this, Scott. <laughs> Except in <laughs> fantasy football where I beat him bad, Tyler. I beat there him bad this week. Yeah, it it was wasn't bad. Green. Was a, exactly. I learned my lesson, though. All Greg right. Dorch, baby. The Adam Deere team right now. Greg Dorch, exactly. I Tyler Vasquez, that. who you could hear on Kickoff in the Valley, another Odyssey original podcast covering the Arizona Cardinals. My man, thank you so much uh, for being with us. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you on down the line. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. This was fun.
All right, there you go, uh, Tyler. And, uh, you know, it's I'm sure for Raider fans and for Tyler, it won't be any comfort, but uh, Raider fans are probably just glad to hear that there is dysfunction in other places because uh, most Raider fans are used to it being in silver and black. And the fact that there is some dysfunction somewhere else probably <laughs> makes them feel good, Mo. Two things. I wish I had Tyler on before I started my week one fantasy league so that I know <laughs> not to pick up or touch AJ Green. Only reason I picked him up is because I thought he would have some production because they had injuries, as Tyler said, the position. But on a serious note, I, one thing I didn't get to mention to Tyler was to connect that question about discipline. I'm wondering if there's mm -hmm. a connection between that discipline and their late season collapses. An undisciplined team cannot handle the pressure late in the season, and they right. tend, technically they usually tail off. And I think that was the Raiders' issue with with John Gruden. John Gruden, exactly. Same thing happened, right? We saw exactly. it for three seasons. So uh, very interesting. All right, we're going to take our break. When we come back, Mo will return with me, and we will close out the show talking about our view of what the Raiders need to do to beat the Cardinals on Sunday in Las Vegas. And we'll wrap up some of the other news, including having Kelly Kreiner on to talk about our Silver and Black Today Fantasy Football League. And Mo is going to eat something that he hates because he lost his bet with me over fantasy football. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 